American Journal, where Chase Geyser bridges the gap between America's past, present, and future. I just want to be the back to the American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser, your host today. Harrison Smith will be hosting the War Room this afternoon, and Owen Schwartz will be hosting the Alex Jones Show in one hour. Now, this is a short sort of five-minute segment, so we're going to go to some speakers and then one more one-minute break before the long segment. Thank you for being patient with these ad interruptions because we still are broadcasting on radio, so every once in a while we have to abide by the schedule of radio. I see that Parson is raising their hand. Parson, go ahead and unmute yourself and say what you've got to say, and then we're going to go to Travis after that. Well, thank you very much for having me up and coming to me. I'm uh, driving down snow-covered roads in Metro Detroit on I-75, about 35 miles an hour. So, listen, I was, I, I'm glad I found you guys. Uh, I like the show uh, for what I've heard of it. I wanted to talk a little bit about... Um, the Russian missile program. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about their new ICBM, the SAPIT-2, referred to by NATO as Satan-2, since uh, just over a year now, they have made operational over 50 of these units. They don't have a need for putting nuclear missiles in space. Uh, these missiles are the most capable ICBMs and rated by everybody. The, the previous version was rated the best ICBM in the world. Um, this unit has three different payloads that it can carry. One is a, a mega uh, <laughs> a country killer. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I think it's 50 megatons. Then it, it also has a version that carries 11. Um, now, keep in mind that in the mm -hmm. other two versions, they're using hypersonic second stages. Uh, what makes this missile even more difficult for the U.S. in, in detection is it, it takes a very narrow, it, it actually goes south and comes around the south pole up into the states. I'm getting off the highway. I'm not driving on this crap. Well, I just want to say it's, it's yeah. interesting to me because we, we, see this, we see these accusations of space nukes in the context of apparently there was some sort of phenomenon that was reported from Hawaii of some sort of space debris sort of being visible coming into the atmosphere. And I wonder if... Russia already has these technologies in orbit and they're being used against our own satellites. So not necessarily that the threat is nukes from space attacking the planet, but that the nukes in space or the, the weapons in space could be used to just sort of take down other satellites. And of course, we're dependent on satellites for more than just military applications. A lot of it has to do with the internet and, and uh, communication applications and things of that nature. So if, if Russia is able suddenly to just sort of eradicate all other satellites, then that could be a major sort of threat on our very infrastructure itself, regardless of whether or not there's a nuclear exchange on the planet. Well, I, I had actually had a, was in a space last night with uh, a, an engineer in this field, and he said, well, well, anyone, even the U.S. could do this, is you crash, if you're in a geosynchronous orbit, and that's your target, you crash one satellite into another satellite, and basically you end up creating a chain where it'll eliminate everything in that same sector. You don't even you don't even need an actual weapon. You can just position a satellite in to intersect with another one. You know, there there's no armor on these things. They're 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 very light. So I'll land with there. I know you have a lot of lot a lot of other speakers in a short time before we get to the long part of this program, which I'm looking forward to. 
thank you so much for your call and, and, and please drive safely. I grew up in central Illinois, so it's not quite as bad as Detroit, but I know what snowy roads are like. So be as safe as you can. I see that Harrison is raising his hand. Harrison, we're going to cut to you after this break. Because uh, I want to give you enough time to say what you got to say. We're about ready to come up on the one minute break that comes after the first five minutes of every hour. But then we will be on a 22 or 23 minute uninterrupted segment. Make sure in the meantime that you guys follow InfoWars, which we've made a co-host of this account uh, or of, the, of this space. And follow Harrison Smith as well, because Harrison Smith is usually the host of this show. So if you've enjoyed this time and this conversation, I highly recommend that you tap on his profile and follow him. And obviously go to InfoWarsStore.com to be the reason that we were able to broadcast on the air like this. More in one minute. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in a war against the globalist, and people can't identify who's a patron, who isn't. We want to identify as pro-human and anti-globalist. We want to let people know we're 1776 Part 2. That's why I designed this amazing 1776 red, white, and blue Gadsden flag shirt so you can support the info war and meet like-minded people everywhere when you wear it. When you wear these shirts, it creates an amazing amount of energy, and it's quite the adventure. So get your 1776 shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com and get your Team Humanity InfoWars limited edition shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is antithetical, the complete opposite of what the globalists are pushing. So get both the Team Humanity and the 1776 Gadsden Snake shirts limited edition at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Spread the word, meet like-minded people, and fund the 1776 revolution worldwide. The American Journal with Chase Geyser, your compass to the nation's crossroads on InfoWars. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. Having a great conversation with so many amazing listeners in the X space. You can find it at Real Chase Geyser if you're on the radio listening on X. Tap on the profile picture, join the space, and request to speak. Harrison, who is normally the host of the American Journal, does a fantastic job all the time is requesting to speak. I see that your hand is raised. Harrison, what do you have to say? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm actually just really enjoying uh, listening to the space. And I, I really like that last caller uh, mm. from Detroit. And he, he brought up uh, a couple good points. And just as, as you guys are talking, I've just been making notes of, of things that I find sort of uh, missing from this story. Yeah. First, have you talked about rods from gods, the, the tungsten rods? I have not. Um, I have not talked about it, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Please uh, share with the audience. Yeah, it's called a like hyper velocity. Um, essentially, they are they're just rods. They're just metal rods, no explosives on them. But when dropped from space, they can reach hyper velocity and essentially have the same impact as a nuclear bomb. Right. And so that makes me think that it would it'd be a lot of wasted effort to put a nuclear bomb up on a satellite when you can literally just put a one foot by a hundred foot, uh, tungsten rod up there. So, yeah. you know, it seems to me like once that technology was, was discovered or figured out that co countries probably wouldn't waste their time building nukes and launching those, uh, you know, to, to get essentially the same effect. The only reason you would use nukes from space would be to create an EMP by detonating them high in the atmosphere. And yeah. that would create the EMP yeah. effect. Uh, but, Again, as as the last caller from Detroit pointed out, the the Satan missiles, the hypersonic ICBM missiles they have, 
again, sort of makes nuclear satellite technology redundant. It just wouldn't be necessary. So, and I'll, I'll say one more thing. Years ago, before I ever worked at Infowars, I was talking to a engineer who um, worked on satellites. And he told me, and I don't know how exactly true this is, but he at the time was working on uh, Defense Department contracts and producing uh, single solid state fuel rocket engines, which was pretty crazy. But he essentially said that if you had about one ton of ball bearings, you could knock out every communication satellite in orbit right now because there's something called um, cold fusion that takes place in space. That might not be the right term for it, but essentially in space, in the vacuum, when two metals... I think it's called. Um, And so if you were just release a ton of ball bearings in uh, low orbit at the same level as the satellites, one about one ton of ball bearings would essentially knock out every satellite in the atmosphere uh, permanently. So I, I, I think people maybe underestimate how, um, how fragile our satellite uh, systems are. So I think I just, I thought what that guy brought up was a couple good points from the ICBMs and the ability to knock out satellites. Uh, but okay, yeah. I'm sorry. That, no, no, don't apologize. Show. I'm sorry uh, for, yeah. for interrupting. I'll, I'll, I'll get back to enjoying it. That's that's amazing. Yeah, and just for the audience, for the sake of the audience, the conversations that I've had about rods from God uh, have been with personal friends that I have who have been in the intelligence community. It's similar to like if you watch Lord of the Rings or any sort of medieval war movie where there's a siege happening and you have people on the ground trying to get through the gate, and then you have the defenders just dropping stones on those who are trying to break through the gate. But imagine dropping a stone instead from, you know, 50 feet above somebody on, onto their head, dropping a tungsten rod from outer space and just allowing that gravity to allow it to slam into the planet with such force and heat that it would have just a massive detrimental effect. Plus, technology like that doesn't have the same regulations and international treaties and agreements as nuclear weapons do so it's just politically a lot easier to find alternative ways to level the same destruction were you going to say something harrison no no i think i think you're exactly right that you know you sign this uh, treaty saying no nukes in space and then you go all right well yeah we can sign that no problem we'll just use the rods you know they don't mention the rods in the treaty that's fine and uh, you know i can't even imagine how you could detect them uh since they could be built you know Anyway, these things are definitely happening, and and there's a story from uh, April 2023 about China developing these as well. Uh, The last thing I'll mention is there was a story earlier this week. I've had it on my desk every day, but I've just never gotten to it because there's so much other pressing news that I've had to get to. But there was a story that is a common theme that dates all the way back to the 70s where uh, off off the coast of California, multiple – they call them whistleblowers – reported that UFOs disabled nukes on board Air Force planes, uh, that there were unidentified flying objects that would, that basically would get up close to these aircraft, uh, you know, American aircraft and disable the nukes somehow remotely. And I, I just, again, as, as I was listening to the show, that just popped into my mind thinking, okay, does that have anything to do with this? It, it's got space, it's got nukes. It might have something to do with everything that we're seeing. Maybe instead of UFOs, they were some sort of Russian craft, spacecraft that could uh, disable nuclear weapons. Um, So it's something that, again, I I haven't seen a lot of people talk about, but that was a big story in the Daily Mail and the Sun and a couple of uh, 
Yeah, I think we just lost Harrison for a little bit. I think your signal cut out, uh, Harrison, but I think your your point is well-received regarding some of these capabilities. And one thing is for sure, if we if we know anything, we know that there is an entirely different dimension of conflict and war and espionage that's happening underneath the surface. One of my favorite movies is a movie called Constantine with Keanu Reeves. I don't know if the audience has seen that, but there's this dynamic of angels versus demons and the battleground is earth. And in this sort of alternative reality, certain people, namely the main character can witness the conflict or the war as it's happening. So somebody might be drinking coffee at a cafe and an angel and a demon could be literally battling right next to that person, but that person would be totally unaware, right? So you've got this concept of this war between good and evil forces, these good and evil supernatural forces that's sort of biblically supported, that's always waging. And we see the same thing happen with these with with our nations, with our intelligence communities, where there is this other sort of upside down world or alternative universe in which espionage and war and assassinations and overthrows are happening without the public even being aware of what's going on. And that's why you have to be so skeptical about what you believe when it's reported from our own politicians as well as those of others, our own mainstream media, as well as the sort of international media, which is basically run by the United States intelligence, all the European media and everything. You have to be skeptical because they are playing a game on a dimension that we don't perceive. And we are pieces in the game more than participants in the game more often than not. So just be aware that you are the players are trying to move you as the piece, right? And they need your consent. They need you to fall for it. And they're trying everything they can to make sure that there's just as little resistance or pushback to any moves that they want to make as possible. I mean, that's that's what's going on. So let's pop in and uh, let Travis speak. Travis, you had your hand raised for quite some time uh, in the last segment. I want to give you an opportunity to say what you have to say. Hey Chase, how you doing? Good, thank, thank you, you for having me on. Um, I'm a I'm a licensed clinical social worker and a combat veteran, so it's kind of an interesting perspective to have on these things. And the common theme that I always hear in the shows and this real life is, how do we get people to wake up? Well, it's through the trauma lens. I'm a trauma specialist; that's my thing in therapy. But when people get disconnected, there's it's quick, but there's a polyvagal nerve. It connects the, the mind and the body. Trauma happens through relationships. And the only way to heal through trauma is through that relationship. So mm -hmm. it is all just a giant psyop like we're talking about. And I feel like we're at a hard time where we need to step up and just completely stop these people. But we also need to have compassion and connection with our fellow Americans that don't realize that they are being brainwashed into doing this satanic, demonic, traumatized things of, you know, alienating each other, abortions, and um, having these ideologies that they can't see are their own demise. Yeah. I, 
I absolutely agree with you. And that was kind of what I was trying to say earlier about balancing compassion with uh, sort of pushback, right? Because we don't want to just alienate everybody. And I don't know if you've seen it. I, I heard that you have a background in social work. Have you seen that TED Talk from, I can't remember the gentleman's name. Uh, he was not an American, but he gave a TED Talk on addiction. And he looked into the studies and the research that I believe was done in Amsterdam versus in the United States. And basically they realized using tests on on mice or rat lab rats, basically, that much of addiction is actually about a sense of disconnectedness with the the community more than it is about the actual physical addiction of any substance. Are you familiar with any of that? Yeah, it's called Rat Park. And uh, yeah. they put a bunch of, you know, they took a couple, they did it together, they gave them water with cocaine, and then they gave them normal water. When they were isolated, they leaned towards the cocaine. But then when they gave them a huge arena, and if you see the study that they put the rats in, the thing was massive. There was all kinds of stuff. And they leaned away from the cocaine. And it's the same, though, with trauma, with the way that it works with the limbic system in the brain is the minute that's activated, you will continue to isolate and lean into that. And I think that is where they are grabbing a hold of Americans and people around the world. And they are just strangulating them away from having connection with each other. And it's sad and scary and dangerous all at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the crazy thing about it is, despite the fact that we're familiar with all this research about how isolation and addiction are so in, interwoven and uh, isolation and suicidal ideation are so interwoven, despite all of that, our government, our politicians, our major media outlets, our major sort of corporations pushed so hard for the lockdowns over the course of the pandemic yeah. as if there was as if there wasn't going to be any negative consequences of that yeah i forgot the term but it is like they they like a mass traumatization of the population it was mm. it was definitely in, intentional i mean that's just my personal from a psychological point of view looking at it they definitely did it on purpose yeah without well, a doubt we're seeing the, the, the effects of that right now. Thank you, Travis, for chiming in. I do want to give some other speakers the opportunity to speak since we have this long, un uninterrupted uh, segment. Let's hear from Nathaniel. Nathaniel, if you're still with us, go ahead and, and unmute yourself and say what you've got to say. If you don't unmute yourself here in a second, then we'll just move on to the next speaker in the queue. Go ahead. Hey, what's up, Chase? How are you, my man? Thanks for uh, taking me in or whatever. Let me speak. Absolutely. So basically, well, first off, I just want to say, holy, you guys just went off on a whole, like, you guys got me tripping right now about the um, the Russian space nukes and the rods from gods. I've never heard about the rods from gods before, so that's entirely new to me. I got to do some research on that. Um, what I wanted to talk about was all of these shootings that are going on in other places. Like, obviously, we know they're trying to disarm America, right? But do you think that all these shootings are happening so frequently because they're trying to disarm America before some sort of, like, civil war breaks out? They're trying to get as many guns as they can away from us to to try to pull something quicker. Um, that's kind of what I've been thinking about with all these different random shootings everywhere. And then they're letting all these illegal immigrants come in on top of that. And then they're going to try to use them to, you know, whatever mm -hmm. they want to try to use them for. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but no, that's all I just wanted to say. I'm well, kind of in, in my opinion, in, in my opinion, they're not trying to take away our guns in order to prevent civil war. They're trying to cause civil war in order in order to justify taking away our guns right 
people think people think about it sort of backwards. So they want the conflict, they want the division, they want the terrorist attacks, they want the economic crises, they want the pandemics because every single time something bad happens on a massive scale to our people, the government gets more powerful. And organizations yeah. just like organisms seek to live as long as possible, expand as much as possible, be as powerful as possible, and this deep state sort of massive globalization of government is an entity in and of itself that is not necessarily controlled by any one person within it, but it's operating with its own sort of decentralized consciousness. I want to take Max. Max, you've got your hand raised. Max, what do you have to say, man? Go ahead and unmute yourself. Hey, what's going on, Chase? Hey, man. Uh, can you hear me? Yep. Okay, awesome. Yeah, uh, hey, uh, Nathaniel, I think that honestly, anymore upon just kind of observing uh, the environment in which we live in in America anymore, that school shoot either school shootings or out in like, for example, the Chiefs parade yesterday, whether it be in public, um, I don't think really where it matters so much. But I think that we're finally starting to see the results of the society that's been laid down. A godless one, kids in our youth pumped up full of antidepressants, um, therapy. Um, I think that there's like, there's, there's, you know, expelling God from society, the courtroom schools. And I think people are just naturally unhappy anymore. I think that America's got to be one of the most probably unhappy countries in the world at this point, and especially the youth. I mean, they're just poisoned. Um, and so I think that we're finally starting to see the results and the effects of, of what happens upon all those things kind of taking shape and all those factors, you know, playing big roles in people's lives anymore. And so I think that honestly at the root of it is that that's, that's the major result that we're seeing upon Christianity being expelled from American society. Um, because from then everything else just collapsed. I mean, you just took out the one main giant pillar that upholds, you know, morality and decency. And so I'd say that honestly, anymore, a lot of these shootings are probably more natural um, than uh, manufactured by wow. the federal, the feds. Crazy take, Nathaniel. Go ahead and respond. Yeah, no, I, I honestly do agree with pretty much everything you just said. This is all rooted from godlessness, one hundred percent. I, I mean. I, I can see definitely how some people might just justify, I guess, their mentality. They snap and they just say, screw it, you know, and they go do whatever they feel like they have to do. But I don't see how how that would cause a, an entire civil war. I, I don't see people like unless enough people finally have had enough with everything going on that you just talked about, you know, the economical collapse and just the stress and the therapy and the godlessness and just all this evil from every direction that might cause um, the civil war first before anything. But I think you're right. That is what they're pushing towards. And that's why they're trying to cause as much stress and anxiety on, um, on this godless country as possible. Yeah. Good <sighs> thoughts there. I see Alexander's got his hand raised here in the space. Alexander, if you're still there, go ahead and uh, unmute yourself and say what you've got to say. Yeah, um, I just wanted to provide some commentary on the issues with shootings in the United States. So I think the United States is in sort of a, a cycle, a season, like we'll just say like winter. Um, I think we're going to be in this, you know, for the next like maybe six years. But what I wanted to say to everyone else, as people devolve, decay, and kind of get worse and it 
it maybe even a little bit more evil too as time goes along it really provides an opportunity for us to get stronger get better and even more resilient so the cycle i'm just talking about is just the fourth turning just yeah and um i'm thinking that uh, things have to get a lot worse a lot worse before they get better and and it's always the darkest before the light now just my last prediction for 2024 by the way and then i'll mute myself my prediction for 2024 is dollar collapse full dollar collapse and then trump rebuild gold back currency that's my full prediction for 2024 dollar collapse and then uh trump's game back in i know that sounds delusional because but I also predicted the whole 2020 steal it from him when I was telling my family because they wanted to go and I was like, no way. Uh, wow. So that, that's yeah, that, that's fascinating. You know, it's, it's funny that you mentioned way. mentioned that, and I'm going to call on Jay the narrative story here in a second because he's got his his hand raised. But I I saw this article today on the desk. Zimbabwe is attempting to establish a gold backed currency. I wonder how long it's going to be before there's some sort of a CIA sponsored coup in Zimbabwe because. Anything like this typically really triggers the the establishment sort of deep state that's hell bent on keeping the dollar as the global reserve currency. Uh, see, uh, uh, operation. Uh, go ahead, Alexander. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you. All I was going to say is BRICS, Operation uh, Sandman, mm -hmm. and then um, it's like the since everyone's going to go do World War Three. And also wars are kicking up with um, Israel in the Middle East. Um, <clears throat> everyone's, I, I, everyone's going to transition back to a gold system. Uh, the the Ponzi scheme's over, and generally when this cycle ends, it's a it's a big war cycle. So there's going to be this huge crash, and there's going to be some pretext for a giant war, and then we're going to transition into a new economic system in a multipolar world. But I was reading about that over 10 years ago when I was listening to Alex Jones in eighth grade because I was trying to reason about why there was going to be a North American Union. Mm. I don't think there's going to be a North American Union, but I do believe that Mexico will do a reconquista in the next 10 to 15 years, mm. and which is my last point, which I wanted to bring up to Harrison. He always is very, very critical of Israel and all that. But he is basically a type of Israel in Texas, if you look at their own history. And he will, let me just reiterate you, you, this. You mean like, to, like, like Texas Florida. technically doesn't have the right to this land, but we have it? Is well, that what you're trying to say? I'm trying to say anyone, any opposing force will say that. Right. Okay. And let me, I'm just letting you know, the Mexicans will say that. And I've lived in Sonora. I lived all through Mexico. Okay. I just moved back recently. But... I'm just letting all you Texans know you will have to fight. Now, the stupid idiot Americans don't protect their sovereignty in their country. Okay, and I'm one of you guys, and even though I love Mexico a lot, but still, it's, you know, it's, it's going to happen. So, but my point to Harrison is, is that, you know, when, when a nation wins a war, you have the right to do with what you want. And even though bad things might happen or not the most moral things happen wake up to war wake up to how america dealt with the indians wake up to how the other nations dealt with each other 
in war. That's a reality. Mm. Okay, well, that's my last point. Well, thank you for that for that point. And Harrison, obviously, if you want to respond to that, just raise your hand and I'll, I'll call on you to respond to that. I understand that you're just listening and doing other things right now. We have about one minute left before we're going to cut to a four-minute break. So, uh, Jay, the narrative destroyer, I'm going to call on you at the beginning of the next segment because I don't want to have to cut you off. I want to give you enough time to say what you got to say because you've had your hand raised for some time. So I want to give you time to do that. In the meantime, I encourage everybody to go to InfoWarsStore.com and check out the awesome new sale for Bodies. Bodies is now 40% off. This is an absolutely amazing product for anybody who suffers from any sort of soreness or tenderness or inflammation, specifically in the joints. I've got a bleeding disorder. I'm a hemophiliac, and so I actually sort of, as a young man, suffer from some pain and discomfort in my joints that might be more associated or akin to somebody that's elderly because of the hemorrhaging that happens inside my own body. And this product has been an amazing anti-inflammatory for me. After I was at the border, I was sore. My ankle was swollen. I was limited for a couple of days at the office. And just taking this really put me in a position where I could get up and around without being distracted with pain. So check out Bodies right now at InfoWarsStore.com and be the reason that we are still on the air. Well, nitric oxide is a key. It's made by our own bodies again. It's made by L-citrulline and, and L-arginine, the amino acids. So we're fed. You can, you can get it from beet powder and other things. The nitric oxide relaxes the endothelium, the vasculature. It relaxes the vein. It's a natural blood pressure. In fact, I use the two, your InfoWars. I keep that on my shelf. And I feed myself the Cardio Miracle, which is just for straight food. It's a different formulation than that one and the two together are a one-two punch so you get in your food the ability to make what you need and no more that was dr judy mikovitz top research scientist without me even asking her telling everybody how incredible this product is and it's finally back in stock nitric boost is 40 percent off at infowarsstore.com and it doesn't just have the vasodilation opening up your arteries and your veins to clean things out it does so many incredible things god gave us this compound so many of the big things you see out there promoted in the media are based on the natural ingredients that are already in this product so get your amazing nitric boost today at infowarstore.com you need to experience the health the vitality the stamina the libido everything that comes with nitric boost you've looked at our formula you, you like it i did and i do yes well, I, I'm not a scientist like you. What is What do these compounds do creating nitrous oxide? What does it do? Um, it relaxes the vasculature. So the clot will go through and not restrict. It allows it to relax. It lowers the blood pressure, has the uh, toxic um, synthetic lipid nanoparticles similar to the one in the COVID shot. Prior to the COVID shot, the deadliest vaccine, we saw athletes dropping dead on the field, um, passing out, falling down, all the things. Yeah, why is it Particularly the athletes. Um, because they operate at oxygen max um, capacity max. They're, they're operating at such a high level in their mitochondria. This is an energy production, oxygen um, necessary disease. Um, so they create, they, that's what they're finding. They turbocharge the blood clots. Yep. And ischemia, lack of oxygen. 
Mm. So constricted blood vessels too, because athletes are running, they're constricted, they're they're working so that the blood flows and it doesn't flow, which is why your nitric oxide um, product, that new products, I hope you'll show it because that's a very important thing to have for acute events, be, uh, dissolve under the tongue, give you an instant relaxing of your endothelium, your vasculature. Nitric Boost, exclusively available, 40% off right now in stock, ready to ship nitric boost infowarstore.com try it support the infowar it's a 360 win my friends, Alex Jones here to tell you about some of the most important information concerning you and your family's health. Radiation levels have more than doubled in the last 60 years in the Northern Hemisphere from all of the nuclear testing and radiological accidents. Radioactive contamination is now in most of the food supply. There's only two ways to avoid this. Move south of the equator or properly protect your thyroid with nascent iodine. Looking to protect my family, I've done deep research. Nascent iodine is the purest, cleanest, absolute best form of iodine to protect yourself and your family. It's made right here in the USA, completely non-GMO. I searched out the best quality and now have developed a double strength form of nascent iodine exclusively available at InfoWarsLife.com. Nascent iodine is on record as one of the only safe ways to detox from fluoride poisoning. Survival Shield Nascent Iodine. Secure your super high quality nascent iodine today at InfoWarsLife.com. That's InfoWarsLife.com. tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at band.video. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the American Journal. I am your host, Chase Geyser. We are back. We have been doing this X space for an hour. We're going to do it for the rest of the show today, and it was a little bit of a long one, uh, but I've just been enjoying the conversation so much that I wanted to keep it rolling. I just kind of set it up to let it let it burn and i just noticed people were requesting to speak and so i thought hey let's let's take some jay the narrative destroyer i know you've had your hand raised for some time if you are still there now is the time to unmute yourself and say what you got to say go ahead jay i got two points to make one america was sold out a long time ago we started borrowing from the from europe when we originally weren't supposed to okay so we started borrowing from Europe and they started taking over our economy and, and they started taking over everything else and they incorporated us. Okay. So what you're seeing is liquidation of assets. What you're seeing is they know and they foreseen that our system is going to fail and they are liquidating the assets, which is in, in terms, that's why they're spending so much money. They're spending so much money because they're liquidating their assets and they're doing it on and almost invisible to everyone else. Like everyone else is so worried. They're like, oh, why are we spending so much money in Ukraine? Because they're liquidating assets. They're taking the money out of us. They, they're literally selling us out, okay? The second point is, is the people in charge do not believe in a Jesus or a God, okay? They believe that Satan is Jesus. And if you doubt me, look into it. Just, just look into it. These people in charge believe that Satan is the crucified one and satan was the one sent to earth by god and that he is jesus okay so what you're dealing with is very very twisted twisted people who believe 
that worshiping Satan and selling out America is the best thing for their future, not for our future. They could care less about our future. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. we're already done. We have already been, we've already been sold, dude. We're, we are done. Yeah. The only thing that we can do is restructure. That's it. And I think you agree with me, Chase. And I pray for you every day, dude, because the Masons started. Okay. They started this belief in Satan being Jesus. Well, and prayers are always welcome. I appreciate that. Let's hear from uh, Philip, who's had his hand raised. Philip, go ahead and unmute yourself and say what you got to say. Hey, Jay just hit it on the head. He is so close, but yet so far away. They are giving away all of us. The money is actually linked to our birth certificates. They had the mm. birth certificate scam going on since the Civil War, where they uh, they grouped up with the Roman Empire. They are not the Roman, the Vatican, yeah. and the Crown to put in the system where we have these birth certificates. They sell our birth certificates on a market. And they have all this royalties that incurred from our birth certificates. When you get off, the, there's two different systems. Everybody's stuck in the left-right paradigm, but there's a completely different system where you actually reclaim the beneficiary to your birth certificate, and they can no longer come after you. They can't come after you in their admiralty courts, and that's what the little golden thing is around the flags and all the different court systems. They're operating underneath admiralty law because everybody is lost at sea. You have to learn. Uh, the you know, I, I've heard this before. I, I, we should definitely encourage the uh, the audience to look into this. This is like a major rabbit hole, and I don't think we have enough time to get into it today. But some of the things you're pointing out, I think, are, are, are very interesting, Philip. And I appreciate you bringing them to the fore. I just I don't want to go down that rabbit hole just for the sake of the, of the rest of the audience. But I do appreciate it. And please feel free to re request to speak again in the future. Maybe we can do a space specifically on it. Kevin, I see that you've had your hand raised for some time. If you're still there, Kevin, go ahead and unmute yourself and say what you have to say. I'm here, Chase, and I love what you guys are doing with this open spaces thing. It's so much better than the call-in. Um, I, I had a comment, too, uh, too, really, and I'll, I'll get to them quick. First, um, I think that Adrian thing is, is the Grok um, AI that yeah. uh, talks to Alex's Elon. Yeah. Um, uh, but I don't know. You know, that's just me being – I'm very socially awkward. I'm like a computer myself, and I recognize the patterns. But um, – on the Israel issue, I think I think we need to be cautious about that. I'm not a, I'm not saying anything you or Harrison have said is incorrect necessarily, especially as regards deep state actions taking advantage of and uh, killing people who are innocent and and uh, bystanders. I think that's horrible. The thing is, I think Israel predates um, all modern society. Uh, yeah. If you go back script, can I, can I just interrupt you, you for a second? Because I want to let you finish, but I just have one point to make as you, as you raise that. I, yeah. if, if we're going to go by predating and whose land it originally was and who actually has a right to it, then that means that we should just give the United States back to the Native Americans. I mean, technically, we should just give the whole thing to the Iroquois, no, right? No, that's not what I'm saying at all. Okay. No, not at all. Pardon um, me then. Because the Iroquois did. They, they didn't have a covenant with God specifically in the same way that Abraham did before Israel, because Abraham remembers the father of Jacob and Esau through Isaac, and Abraham is right out of Shinar. Okay, so we're talking before Egypt, God gives the land to Israel, then there's a famine, right. and then Israel returns back into the land through Joseph. But 
in the Old Testament, it says, those who bless you, I'll bless you. Those who hate you or curse you, I will curse you. In the New Testament, Christ says we've been grafted into the vine, or maybe it's Paul that says that. And in Revelation, it talks about 12. In Romans, we're grafted into the line of Abraham through baptism. So the covenant with Abraham applies to Gentiles as well. It's the whole reason Jesus came. 100%. So uh, finally, in Revelation, 12,000 are sealed from each tribe, and it's not what the Jehovah's Witnesses say. That 144,000, they're Israel. They're they're Jewish. They're probably virgins. They're probably children of deep state actors who've piloted the country into a real problem. Um, But God says in the Old Testament that Israel will return to the land in the day. So I think you're right about the deep state. I don't think Israel's covenant with God has ever been based on Israel doing the right thing necessarily. It's been based on God's promise, period. He's got, yeah, he's got to keep his promise regardless. Friend. I agree with that notion. Even if you, yeah, even if yeah, you screw up, so, God's going to do what he said he was going to do. Yeah, so either she's a bad g- girlfriend or it's like we're Jon Snow and we're bastard heirs and they're yeah. the real heir. Well, the heirs act being a brat but if you tell the king the king's going to slap you so okay let let the king the anyway i just say that because i think you guys are right but i think we got to be careful because there's a spiritual element and a metaphysical nature to this that is beyond political appearances Uh, very very good points there i see that uh fed up with media has requested to speak i've granted you speaker access so go ahead and unmute yourself and say what you've got to say fed up with media yeah, well, the you know the problem with the situation. I I agree. I've made that argument several times. People make the historical argument with Israel. It's like, are we prepared to hand the entire U.S. back to the Native Americans or hand you know, all over the world? Right. You know, it's the the one. And you know, I do. Part of the reason I, I came up was you know I heard the person kind of equate to Texas, and here's the difference that people forget: Texas. That was a border dispute between neighbors, between bordering countries, where Israel, the current version of Israel, was founded by a global cabal that basically started in Britain. (laughs) You know, it wasn't a bordering country conquered the neighboring country. No, it was a the global powers after World War II saying, well, we need this place to put folks. And we say it's their native homeland. And there's documents for them and the other people that are there. So we're going to take a chunk from the people that are living there and hand it over, <laughs> you know? And it was like a, a eviction in a way. Sure. And the thing is, the early people, I mean, Golda Meir admitted that and even said she was Palestinian. You know, that's the, the thing that I find funny about all this is that they try to claim that it was only their land but the founding people of Israel, the founding leaders of the current modern Israel, lived there before Israel existed and had Palestinian passports and, like I said, said they were Palestinian. And you can go you know, far back, you know, I'm an Orthodox Christian, and we do readings about the saints, and there's Palestinian, named Palestinian sta- uh, saints from the second and third century. And I appreciate all your points. We're about ready to come up on a radio break, so I'm sorry to cut you off, but... I just want to sum, summarize this whole Israel-Palestine conflict. What, what bothers me so much about it? It bothers me that as someone who is America first, we are caught up in talking about who is right in this dispute that should have nothing to do with this. That's all, folks. That's all I'm saying. So stick with us, folks. In four minutes, we'll be right back. More speakers, more news. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story 
A story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature, a remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. Recent studies have uncovered the extraordinary health benefits of curcuminoids, the active compounds in turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. But it doesn't stop there. Baudis incorporates a symphony of ingredients meticulously chosen to enhance the absorption of curcuminoids, ensuring your body reaps the full benefit. First on the stage, organic black pepper extract, nature's enhancer. It contains piperine, which studies suggest can boost curcumin absorption by up to 2,000%. A remarkable duo, working hand in hand to maximize the benefits of turmeric. The final crescendo, Bodies' core, 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. Once absorbed, curcuminoids unleash their anti-inflammatory magic, targeting the very pathways that fuel chronic inflammation. It's not just a supplement. It's a natural force working with your body to restore balance. You see, it's not just about what you take. It's about what your body can absorb. Now let me throw it over to a man who needs no introduction, Alex Jones. Body's ultimate turmeric formula is back in stock. Let me explain something. It's turmeric concentrate. It's 95% curcuminoid. We went to the top lab and said, what's the strongest you put out? They said like 87%. Most companies put out raw turmeric, it's 5%, 4%. This is 95% curcuminoid, okay? So this is like, I guess the example's like, instead of eating, you have to eat like, you have 10 of those other pills just to get what is in one of these. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, InfoWarsStore.com. Bodies, an ally in the battle against inflammation. Visit InfoWarsStore.com now and seize the opportunity to take control of your health. Now you know the rest of the story. Until next time... Good day. Good day. Good day. Good day. Good day. Good day. In a galaxy of endless energy needs, the power of turboforce rises above the rest. The force that propels you to tackle your day and face the dark side of fatigue. Turboforce ensures you stay sharp, alert, and at the top of your game. Don't let fatigue pull you into the dark side. Be the hero of your own saga. Harness the power, feel the rush, and take control with TurboForce. Visit InfoWarsStore.com today, and may the TurboForce be with you. Please go to InfoWarsStore.com and get amazing products like Next Level Foundational Energy. I don't have time to tell you about it. Just go research it. It is incredible. Just get it, and you will be amazed. And then at least you know you're funding the operation. Get a copy of my book. That keeps me on air. Signed or unsigned. Fundraiser is a signed copy. The Great Awakening. The plan to defeat the globalists and launch the next renaissance. Infowarsstore.com or 888-253-3139.
Folks, I am Chase Geyser, your host today. This is the last segment before the beginning of the Alex Jones Show. Today, the Alex Jones Show is going to be hosted by Owen Schroyer, as Alex has given his voice a rest, so he can come back and hit it hard next week. And the War Room this afternoon is going to be hosted by the great Harrison Smith, who was kind enough to join us as a speaker in this X space today, as we run his own show for him, uh, since he's filling in for Owen this afternoon. Uh, a little bit of an update. During the Alex Jones show today, Harrison and I will actually be in studio for much of the show with Owen. So it'll be the three of us sort of as a, as a round table. And we will be starting a space, I believe, at around 1230, maybe earlier than that, uh, specifically for that show as well. And letting that space run for the duration of the show. So make sure if you've enjoyed this conversation, it's going to be next level with with Owen, Harrison, and myself all together in one room and and that space as well. So thank you so much for popping in and joining us here on this space. I know that at the end of the last segment, Tom Bombadil or Mott Bombadil uh, had their hand raised. If you have something that you'd like to share, you go ahead and unmute yourself and say what's on your mind now. I know that your hand's not raised anymore, so I just wanted to put that out there that I'm happy to call on you. Go ahead, Tom. Thank you very much for having me, Chase, and thank you, Infowars. And uh, it's uh, it's a great space. Uh, I've been following uh, Alex for, for many years, and uh, uh, I shared some info from across the pond, so to speak, uh, since I'm uh, as Bombadil, uh, <laughs> it's in the land of Mordor. <laughs> well, the, the, the Lord of the Rings actually is uh, quite uh, epic. Uh, I couldn't believe that they kept or... Tom Bombadil out of the movies. He was such an important character in the first book. Well, well if you translate Tom Bombadil to for what he really is, you know, he's not affected by the ring. He was there first. His feet are faster, his voice is stronger, you cannot touch him. Mm -hmm. So actually Tolkien were working as a, a MI5 sort of in the First World War, uh, intelligence operations and signalist operations. So he knew the guys behind, let's call it the central banking system and the crypto AD and the atomic bomb and so on, sort of this kind of oligarchy, the glue of, of the oligarchy that is uh, involved in all the nefarious business running up to the Bank for International Settlements and the Bretton Woods and, and so on, so on, so on, so on. Uh, we have them here at home in Mordor. They are called the Valenbeis, mm -hmm. and they are never seen that much. So we are trying to, we are getting there now. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's fascinating to me. I don't know if you were paying attention a couple of days ago. Alex Jones covered it on his show fairly extensively. Fox News came out with an article saying that the British intelligence, I believe, is coming out and saying that an interest in things like George Orwell or C.S. Lewis or J.R.R. Tolkien is a red flag that someone might be an extremist. Uh, and so they're, they're now sort of coming out and saying, look, if you like these books, if you like these stories, then you could be labeled or put on a list as a person of interest in terms of domestic terrorism. Why is it, do you think, that first of all, we see all of this truth about the nature of 
our government and civilization reflected in fiction. And then consequently, we see the establishment, whether it's the mainstream media or the political classes generally, do everything it can to disparage and censor these basically classics of literature and, and, and film. Yeah, because they make people think, you know, uh, they, they are, of course, written in, in metaphors uh, and, uh, and so on. Tolkien had a really hard time getting his books published. He had to rewrite and, you know, so when he's telling, the, the, so Bombadil is protected in his neutral uh, forest or whatever. Nobody can get to him there. And he has its network all over the place, so he has all the information anyway. So uh, according to me, he, he, he describes the, 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 the global network company called Ericsson, who runs the telecoms and so on mm. uh, globally. And they are the only company that Mr. Trump went after as early as he's in campaign for 2016. Uh, he went for them, and right now, as we see Terrence speak, and since September 2019, they are put under the DOJ slash the Space Force. So Space Force, I think, was created to take over their operations. That's uh, And by that also, the investor company, which is one of the three big ones. You have Investor, you have Vanguard, you have BlackRock. That's all of the, 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 the three big hitters when it comes to, to uh, let's say, the heritage from the, from, uh, from the East India companies, uh, mm. which just morphed into IG Farben, and IG Farben morphed into Investor, Vanguard, and BlackRock, if you want to keep it. You, of course, it's a bigger deal than that, but, but if you want to take it very quick and easy, and uh, th that's sort of the main structure that has happened uh, since... Uh, more, more or less since the uh, late 19th century, the, these operations uh, went on. And of course, the Fed is the, the key point. So, I mean, the ink were not even dried from Woodrow Wilson's pen before they kicked the First World War, who led to, of course, was their runner-up to the Second World War to be able to create the Bank for International Settlements. And right. uh, there were, of course, many deeds. Well, and, and people to, criticize to, to John Maynard, John Maynard uh, Keynes quite a bit. Uh, you know, Keynesian economics versus Austrian economics, and yeah, yeah. I, and I agree. You know, I'm more of an Austrian economics guy. I'm a laissez-faire capitalist. I believe in in real currency, not fiat currency. But one of the things that people I think mischaracterize about Keynesian economics is when John Maynard Keynes was Keynes was in, involved in Bretton Woods, he agreed with some of the proposals based on the understanding that the U.S. dollar would remain backed by gold. So a lot of what we're seeing yeah, now is even worse than Keynesian. It's like, it's like a level of Keynesian that Keynes himself would not lower himself to. No, no, no. He, 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 was, you know, he was making the arguments correctly at Bretton yeah. Woods. Yeah. Uh, he, he was opposing, actually, to introduce the... the uh, uh, and he took uh, his thinkings from, from actually from some of the Swedish economists, you know, the yeah. world's first central bank and all of this. It, 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 it comes from here. So McKittrick, the boss of the Bank of International Settlements, at this point in time, he is actually the protege of Wallenberg, one of the Wallenbergs, the, the one that sort of set everything up for the, the, the banking 
kingpin in the 20s, 30s, and running up. So, so and McKittrick is also a, a, a childhood friend with the Dulles brothers that also are involved in this. And then you have the Warburg's Bank, you have the Hambro Bank, which is the Wallenberg Bank, more or less, and you have the Keenan Loeb, and you have, of course, the Warburg Bank. So the Warburg's, they are everywhere. They are on both sides of the oceans. You have the, the, some of the brothers <laughs> in the Fed. You have the other brothers running the IG farm and stuff together with the, the, the Wallenbergs, more or less. And, and here they are very visible. This is historical proof and there is documentation of it all. And these are still the same people that have been you know, running us towards this kind of uh, abyss. <laughs> Yeah, 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 with the fiat currency, uh, and it's uh, it is amazing how long they have been able to run these cycles. But uh, with the goals of that, the world population have you know since after the Second World War quadrupled or even more. That's how you backfill this Ponzi scheme. So uh, if you look from a satellite perspective, thank you for having me, Chase. Great being here. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate you joining the space and speaking the way that the monetary system is set up as i understand it and i've looked into fractional reserve banking i've studied creature from jekyll island i've looked into international monetary fund what the wef is doing the world central banking the way it works is just like a ponzi scheme they've got to spend as much as possible in order to sort of fuel it it's inevitable that it's going to collapse and all you can do is delay the inevitability but eventually since it's inevitable you can't delay it anymore so i've sort of been arriving at this conclusion recently as i contemplate this and i'd love to talk about this perhaps in another space with you guys or another broadcast i'll be on the air tomorrow too i've been arriving at a place where i think that they have shifted from a mindset of how what a mindset of what can we do to delay the collapse or push the collapse down the road or kick the can down the road. They've shifted from that strategy to, okay, we know it's coming any minute. So now we need to focus all of our attention on ensuring that when the collapse happens, we are in control of the great reset. We are in control of what happens next, of who's gonna be held accountable for it. And that's why they're just frantically trying to get as much power as possible over all of us worldwide now, because they know this collapse is imminent and they wanna control how the great build back better is manifest. Victor in Florida, thank you for holding. Go ahead. I have to say, it really pisses me off to hear when you say that only 2% of the people that listen to this broadcast buy products. Um, I'm a young man. I don't make that much money. I just bought a house. I just got married. But I buy the products as much as I can. I buy them almost every month. I've bought the iodine, the beets, the methylfolate. I've just tried it. It's absurd to me that you people are listening to this guy. I've listened to you for 10 years. He puts this show out here for free, and you're not supporting him. Our country is falling apart, but you've got millions of people listening to you not doing shit. Excuse my friends. Well, look, look, there's a glut of media. There's so much media. I'm not blaming the 99%, 99% that never buy anything. It's just these are really good products. And if we just had 1% more by the products, it would change the whole world. So these are really great products to begin with. 
We have the best turmeric out there, 95% humanoid, incredible anti-inflammation, so good for your whole body. We have all the other great products at InfoWarsTore.com. We have Next Level Foundational Energy with the methylfolate and the B-complex that supercharges cellular energy. So it's not a stimulant, but it feels like a stimulant. Let me ask you, what happened when you took Next Level Foundational Energy? <laughs> I've been taking it for, I don't know, a couple weeks now. And in my younger days, I've experimented with stimulants and those things. It feels nothing like that. You feel like you're supposed to feel it. You're supposed to have energy, you know, and, it, and it, that's pretty much it. It doesn't feel like a stimulant. You just feel like you're supposed to. And what it does is it's the, it's the breakdown of folic acid that almost everybody, but particularly some people, Northern Europeans, have, have a low breakdown of. So you just give your cells the direct food that they operate off of and they clean out with. That's why Next Level Foundational Energy is so important. Thank you for the call, Victor, and thanks for the plug.